0: You're listening to the Food Heals Podcast with me, Allison Melody. Enter to win a swag bag full of my favorite organic vegan products. All you have to do is go on Amazon, order my book, Food Heals, leave a review, and screenshot your review and post it to social media using the hashtag Food Heals Podcast. Ten
1: lucky winners will have a swag bag shipped straight to their door. I really try and talk about you know, ways to get in alignment so that the actions you're taking every day, you can not only feel great about the way that you're spending your time, but you actually feel like you have time freedom.
0: Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals podcast with your hosts, Allison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Heals nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. How can we achieve work and life and family balance now that, you know, because of the pandemic, the lines between our home life, our work life, our family life have really become blurred. So I invited Kate Erickson here today to teach us the systems that works that we can create boundaries, balance, and of course, time freedom. Kate is the engineer over at Entrepreneurs on Fire, which is an award-winning podcast where John Lee Dumas, JLD interviewed inspiring entrepreneurs who are on fire. She is also the host of the new podcast called Ditch Busy. Very excited to listen to that. You guys need to check it out. She's the co-author of the podcast journal Idea to Launch in 50 Days. Her goal is just to inspire people to ditch busy in order to achieve financial and lifestyle freedom. But first, Food Heals Nation, are you getting enough B12? B12 is an essential nutrient that we need for healthy energy levels, brain function, nervous system support, and it's especially important if you are plant-based as I am. But even if you're getting your B12 from food, research has shown us that as many as 30% of adults over 50 are actually unable to absorb B12 that comes from food, which means supplementation may be the best and most potent source. B12 is great for your mental health. It supports your brain function. And did you know that low energy and like a low mood actually go hand in hand? Your brain needs B12 to function properly and getting enough B12 supports a healthy, happy mindset and balanced mental state. I personally get the most delicious liquid form of B12 from the Global Healing Center. Go to globalhealingcenter.com and use the coupon code FOODHEAL17. You'll get 20% off your order plus free shipping. Pro tip, always use the subscribe and save button to save even more than our 20%. Plus, you'll never have to worry about running out. And as of this recording, I'm headed to Chicago and North Carolina, and I know I need my energy boost and B12. It stimulates the adrenal glands, enables red blood cell formation, and helps convert carbs into glucose, the fuel your body uses for energy. So check it out, globalhealingcenter.com. Food Heals 17 is your coupon code to get 20% off plus free shipping. All right, next up, my interview with Kate.
1: The Food Heals Podcast starts now.
0: Her goal is to help entrepreneurs ditch busy and achieve financial and lifestyle freedom. Please welcome today's returning guest, Kate Erickson.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Oh my goodness. I was thinking about our first interview the other day actually when I saw this pop up on my calendar for this week and I'm just always so excited to connect with you, Allison. Oh,
0: you too. I know. It's been years since that interview and like so much has happened since then. You know, we've gotten to go to so many great events and conferences and I got to visit you in Puerto Rico a couple of times. And now that's all over and I just miss you so much and our in-person connection, but I'm glad to connect over Zencaster as the platform we're on today.
1: Yeah, it'll have to do until next time we can party it up like in Puerto Rico or in the States or wherever we find ourselves meeting up.
0: Hopefully soon. So I'm so excited because you have a new show, Ditch Busy, that I want to get into. And our lives have really changed over the last few months. I heard someone say, or maybe it was on Instagram, like, this is March 200th, right? It's (laughs) like March never ended. We're all stuck at home wearing masks, not allowed, you know, social distancing, not allowed to hang out. Um, Our jobs have changed, like whether we're an entrepreneur or we work for a nine to five, a lot of people have lost their jobs and they're searching for new things to do. A lot of people are taking up new hobbies. So it's a really interesting time in our history. And now that, you know, the line between our jobs and personalized have kind of become more blurred, can you tell us some tips that we can use at home in our home life and how to create or reestablish like boundaries so we can keep it separate, but also do what we need to do and love to do?
1: I'm so glad that you brought up boundaries because I feel like that's something that so many are struggling with right now just because, I mean, I feel very blessed that my life at home hasn't changed a ton but i fully recognize and bow down to families who suddenly have kids at home all the time who might be taking care of family members who you know find themselves in their house with their significant other and that's not usually the case so right. there's so many like different circumstances and scenarios that have really drastically changed people's day to day and again you brought up boundaries like That's one of the first things for me that when John and I started working together, because, you know, Well, you know that John and I work together, but just for anyone tuning in, I work with my significant other. We live together. And that was like the number one thing. I'm like, we've got to get some boundaries going on. Like we need to know what each other's schedule is. Like if you don't want me busting in your office or I don't want you busting in my office or like these hours are off limits, like you need to communicate those kinds of things. Otherwise, everybody kind of goes crazy about it. So I think that is like number one, critical to understand like the other people in your space, like where their head is at, what their schedules look like, what your schedule looks like, and how you can work as a unit versus against each other to help support one another at different points during the day to, you know, maybe pick up something that is lacking, that is really a struggle for someone else in your household. And, you know, also ask for that support in return. And, you know... (laughs) You mentioned like March, like being the longest month in the history of ever. I walked into Costco the other day and they have Christmas stuff. Right? What is going on? I was like, I feel like I definitely now have walked into an alternate universe where, how is it, how is it this time of year right now? But anyhow...
0: Agreed. 100% I'm with you. I'm like, how is this happening?
1: Yeah. But I I think beyond the boundaries, like what's been so incredibly helpful for me is I'm now more into my routines than I've ever been before. And like, Mm -hmm. Allison, you know me, I've always been into routines, but I feel like I've taken it to a new level just because for me, that helps ground my day and it helps me feel, um, I don't I guess it just helps me feel complete in in a in a time when a lot of stuff is unknown and there isn't a ton of certainty the certainty of my routines really helps ground me.
0: Yes, I love that. I think I've I've never been as routine or systems oriented as you. So that's something I've learned from you throughout the year. So thank you. And you're very good at that. But I certainly have been able to create more during this time. And I think that it's really important, especially like you said, for new people who are like, oh, I didn't have to work with my spouse before. I didn't have kids home before. And now everything has changed. And so how do I separate my home life and my work life? And you know you said something really interesting, like you and John had to set up the boundaries. And it's like from an outsider's perspective, you guys make it look so easy. Like, oh, I can do that. But what are some of the things that you have to set up or put in place in order to, you know, figure out the time. This is our time together as a couple. This is our time with the kids. This is our time to work out. This is our time to work. Like, what does that look like?
1: I think that, you know, for, and I want to make this as applicable and valuable for everyone tuning in. So I'll give a couple different examples, but, um, let's say that you have like kids at home, right. And they're doing homeschool and you're at home and you're trying to run an online business and your significant other is at home. They're just working remotely, but maybe they have like a day job, you know, kind of figuring out like, These are the hours that I definitely need to myself to focus and be uninterrupted. And now that I know that, I'm going to ask my significant other to do the same. Like, what are the hours during any given day that you need absolutely uninterrupted? And even, you know, if your kids are too young to do that for themselves, but you can always throw in a little extra challenge there for them and have your kids also list out times like, this is the time that my teacher expects me to be online or, you know, this is the time that I need to have dedicated to my homework. And of course you can work with them on this, but if everyone in your, like, I don't know why I'm saying unit, but like, you know, in your household, if everyone in your household is on the same page about the times that that they as individuals absolutely need to themselves, then you can start to put a schedule in place where everyone can help support one another in achieving that. And if you come up against times where, you know, you absolutely can't be interrupted, your significant other can't, like, you know, situations like that, then is there help that you can enlist? Is there a family member who can help you out? Is there, you know, what are create, get creative about some solutions that you can find because none of us expected to be here. Nobody like asked for all of this to, you know, happen within our households to like kind of go a little bit crazy, but here we are. And, you know, that's been really helpful for me as well as like I can be frustrated, sad, um, disappointed, you know, any number of emotions. And like, I'm a believer in letting yourself feel those emotions, but I can't change certain things. Like there are certain things out of my control. So how can I do the best that I can do right now? Um, And that's not always going to be perfect. And it's not always going to be pretty, but um, coming up with those types of daily schedules, uh, to ensure that, and, and you know, if you're with your family, like this is something that John and I do once we kind of like when we're closing out our work day and, and that like uh trigger, if you will, for us is, um, basically when, when we start making dinner, then after that point in the day, we only talk about work. If both of us have agreed to talk about work, otherwise work is done. We are, doing the family thing. We are spending time together. We are boyfriend and girlfriend, like not business partners. And so there's also, um, you know, times that you can set up like that, that, you know, might revolve around a specific activity, like having dinner, or it might be a family walk, or it might be, um, you know, any number of things. Maybe you go around the neighborhood for a drive, like whatever you do, start to identify those activities and and start creating parameters or, um, you know, r- rules, if you will, boundaries, sorry, boundaries, around those activities so that everyone's on the same page. Because I can't just expect John to know that at 6 p.m. when we start putting dinner together that, like, I don't want to talk about work anymore. I have to actually let him know that that's how I feel and that that's my expectation. So setting expectations, creating boundaries, getting those schedules down so that everybody's clear on what each other's schedule is and where you need support and where you can provide support. And, you know, going back to the routines too, it's like we just got a puppy a few weeks ago who is... oh, I'm so excited for you. Thank you. He's such a furball of fun and love. Um, but that has brought a new dynamic to our household that, you know, could be very crazy and chaotic. And sometimes it is, but Mm -hmm. such a super simple thing is like, we know every morning, his name is Gus. Gus Mm -hmm. has to go out for a walk, but instead of waking up and just kind of being like, "Hmm, am I taking him for a walk? Is John going to take him for a walk? Like, you know, let's talk about, I don't like, I don't even want to spend time discussing that. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I take Gus for a walk. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, John takes guests for a walk. We had the conversation. We created a boundary around that. These are the days that you have him. These are the days that I have him. And it just makes everything else flow like so much smoother to have very simple things like that set up. You could do that with anything in your day. Who's making dinner? Who's doing the grocery store trip? Who's getting the mail? who is making sure that the kids get their bath or their shower or whatever? Like, Who's getting the kids ready in the morning? All of these things can be structured in such a way where they don't even have to be a decision or a conversation. They just happen.
0: Mad couple goals. Okay, this makes so much sense. And it's like, think about the little fight that could happen if you don't know who's taking the dog out or who's getting the kids ready for school or whatever it might be. And then someone's in bed like, well, I've been doing this more than you. And there's Mm -hmm. like, resentment that builds because you're just not talking about it. So if you can just have the conversation and make a plan, like I'm seeing a beautiful spreadsheet here and it's like, you know, I, I know that you and I love making like color coded spreadsheets and things mm-hmm. for our business. What if you did the same for your family? Cause like with your business, it's like, okay, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. It's the same with this, right?
1: hundred percent.
0: Yes. Preach. I love it. Okay. I love this so much. And I'm like brainstorming, okay, what else can I do in my life to set up these systems um, in my personal life, in my self-care? You know, I am the person who puts self-care on the calendar now. I didn't used to, but because I would have to take breaks or I set an alarm. So I do like the Pomodoro where I'll work for a certain period of time. And then I have to take a break unless I'm in the best flow of my life take a break and then come back and I'm able to be more productive. And in that break I do something whether it's just listen to music. Sometimes I just put music on and jam. And I'm like, yeah, sometimes I meditate. Sometimes I take a walk, whatever that self-care might be. So I'm sitting here scheduling in things like self-care, which I never did before. I would just be like, it'll happen when it happens. And that's when it never happens, right?
1: Exactly. I love that. Pomodoro technique is such a powerful strategy and it can work in really any area of your life. Like you can do that with anything to where you're full on focus. Like, like get that momentum going, make so much progress on any type of project, and then give yourself that refresh time and do whatever you want with it. But I love that you're actually scheduling it because as you said, when you – those are like famous last words. Like, it'll happen at some point. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll get to it. It's on the to-do list,
0: so I have to check it off. And then the to-do list remains unchecked for days, weeks, months, right?
1: Or you keep like, okay, I'll push it to tomorrow. Okay, I'll push it yep. to tomorrow. <laughs> yeah.
0: Look, I'm guilty of all the things. We're not saying we're perfect here, but I'm oh learning. Oh, my gosh, me and- too. Totally. Yeah, getting better and better as we go, right? Yeah. Um. So, and just really quick, the Pomodoro Method, for anyone who doesn't know, is essentially based on the idea that, you know, tasks expand to the time allotted. And so if you only allot yourself a certain amount of time, you can't even imagine what you'll get done in that amount of time. But if you stretch it out, I'll get this done by the end of the day. Hey, you might get it done by the end of the day, but you could have done 10 other things, right? Mm. So it's like very focused and I turn the phone off, no notifications can come through, you know, no Facebook messages, no Instagram messages, no texts, no calls, all the things. So you're just focused and it's a beautiful time. Agreed. Yes. Okay. So let's talk about stress and daily overwhelm because I think it's like once you get the systems in place that Kate is talking about, you will start to reduce your overwhelm, but it takes time to get there. So what are some of your tips for overcoming the daily overwhelm or the stress that comes along with all the things that we have going on in our lives so we can truly ditch busy, right? The name of your show.
1: Yes. Okay. So two things that I think could be that are pretty simple and can make a huge, huge difference. One is what you've been talking about already, and that's actually scheduling things in your calendar. Like it's so easy to say like, oh yeah, I've got this. I can do that. And then I'm going to do that. And I'll get in my workout and I'll go to the grocery store. And then I have these things that I'm going to do for my business. And then the kids, like, we're going to go do this and soccer practice and all this stuff. And then like, all of a sudden, you're halfway through your day and you're like, oh my gosh, I have done literally none of those things. <laughs> and it's because we, it's, it's when we're not visually seeing how our time is being spent, I believe that we will continue to hold that stress and that overwhelm in our days. But when you can see a schedule of how much time it actually takes you to do all the things that you're hoping to accomplish in a day, you will very quickly realize that probably 99% of the time, if you feel stressed and overwhelmed on a consistent basis, that we have very unrealistic expectations For what we can accomplish. So, something as simple as like you were saying, Allison, start scheduling things in your calendar. Like, actually block off. If you're gonna go to the grocery store, how long does that take you? Actually, block that time off in your calendar. And I'm not just talking like, oh, I can whip through the grocery store in 30 minutes. Like, I'm talking about the time it's gonna take you to drive there, park. Wait in line if there's a lot of people there, drive back, unload your car, put everything in the refrigerator. Like that is not a 30 minute task. And so, if we're just kind of thinking in our mind, like, oh, yeah, it'll just take me like 30 minutes to do that, then that's where our day gets completely thrown off and we end up not being able to accomplish even half of what we had hoped for. So, Pulling out that calendar, whether it's a desk calendar, a wall calendar, an online calendar, any way that you can visually show yourself the commitments that you have made so that you can then, number two, start to be way more realistic with what you're able to accomplish with the time that you have. So, pretty simple stuff, right? I mean, we're not talking about like any major disruptions. I mean, of course you have to hold yourself accountable to putting things in your calendar and actually, you know, taking a couple extra seconds to say, how long is this going to take me so I can block off that time? I can guarantee you that if you do these two very simple things, start scheduling time in your calendar so that you can visually see it and start setting more realistic expectations for how much you can get done based on the time that you have available, that you will be able to wipe that stress and overwhelm away so fast.
0: Oh my gosh, this is so good, Kate. I'm just thinking, you reminded me of a lesson that I've learned during Um, the pandemic, the quarantine, whatever you want to call it. And it's exactly what you're saying because I would plan to do something in the allotted time that I had and I wouldn't accomplish it and then I would be down on myself for not accomplishing it. But this mistake that I was making was, for example... You and I were already doing Zoom calls well before this because that was part of our business model, but Zoom became a thing, whether it was Zoom happy hour with friends or all of your client meetings on Zoom or all of your company meetings now on Zoom. So now you have all of these appointments and no, you don't have to drive to them. But for me, I need 30 minutes to an hour before a Zoom call in order to prepare, whether that means preparing what I'm going to talk about, whether that means doing my hair and makeup, right? And then I also need 30 minutes after each call because I have to come down from the call Because as an introvert who plays extrovert very well and does derive energy off of people, it's also exhausting. So then I need 30 minutes of quiet meditation, not rushing off to the next thing. So my problem in the beginning when all the Zoom calls started happening nonstop was not scheduling them, you know half an hour to an hour before and after. And knowing that I needed that time so that then the other things I was doing, I could schedule accordingly and not be disappointed in myself when I didn't meet a goal because I didn't realize I need an hour to prepare for the Zoom call. I was only counting
1: the time within the Zoom call. Does that make sense? It's such a fantastic example. I probably would not have even been able to come up with a better one. I'm so glad that you brought that up because it is so applicable for like Everyone, right now, I mean, this is like, this is how we're getting in our interaction now, right? Um, Right. So, yeah, considering those things, and like Allison, it took you going through that to recognize it, and so that's actually, um, you know, equally important to the other things that I was talking about: scheduling and setting realistic expectations is being able to check in with yourself because if you just if you just kind of ignore the fact that that's how it goes and you never correct it, then you're going to continue to have that same issue. But I'm willing to bet that you recognize that and that informed your decisions moving forward. So it's so important to check in with ourselves at the end of each day. I do this at the end of every single day. I look back at my calendar and what I had scheduled, and if at any point during the day I was either like way off on my timing or I planned something that was just totally unrealistic, I actually sit down and ask myself, how can I avoid that in the future? And it might seem like, okay, Kate, that's like a step too far. I don't need to have a conversation with myself about how I can avoid it in the future. But (laughs) I can assure you that if you're not doing this and actually acknowledging what went wrong, then you are way more likely to repeat that same mistake in the future. And if we can start learning lessons, from our current time management patterns, then we can improve them. So that is like, I love that you brought that up because it is full circle of like that. Yeah. Like checking in with yourself in order to improve that in the future.
0: Yeah. Because if we don't do that, it's like, you know, what's the Einstein or whatever quote? It's just like insanity is doing things over and over and expecting a different result. Yes. It's like, I, I think that I'm just going to jump on the Zoom and be ready. No, I always restart my computer and my internet before I jump on a Zoom or even a podcast. And that takes time. They're in two different rooms. You know, you have to load up the computer. You have to pull up the Zoom and do all the things. And that's a good 15 minutes. And I can't just run to the computer and be like, I'm ready. It's two o'clock. I got to start all of that at 1:30 and just make sure that I'm ahead of the schedule. But when I'm not scheduling that, then I'm literally the one that's like, oh, I'm so late and I'm so anxious about being late, and then I'm not present for the person, and I don't want to be in that energy because that will, you know, change the conversation that you have on the show or the podcast or the um, Zoom call. So I want to be really, really comfortable and excited and you know grounded before I do the thing I need to do. So. I'm absolutely a fan of, yeah, learn as you go and then put in the, build in the time that you need. And I think it creates more time when you don't feel as anxious and stressed out. What do you think about that?
1: Yes, absolutely. Like in and, and given like depending on the situation that you're in, like you showing up for your A game could be really really critical. I mean, not even to mention like the energy and stuff that it's giving you, but what it's giving off to the people that you're in the Zoom room with. Like what if it's a client meeting? What if it's um, you know, a a pitch to somebody for like for them to become a client. I mean, you want to make sure that you're coming to this stuff prepared, comfortable, like you've got energy, you've got that focus. And like, I I also want to acknowledge though, that if you do find yourself in that situation where you realize like, oh man, that was, you know, I can't believe I did that. Like, because I didn't give myself enough time, I was totally unprepared. And then like, don't, you know, go down that black hole of just like beating yourself up about it because that is the opposite (laughs) of what we should be doing in these in these learning situations. These are such massive learning opportunities. And instead of like, you know, getting down on yourself and being so disappointed or like whatever it might be talking like mean to yourself, you know, actually recognize it as that a learning opportunity and be excited for the fact that you're not going to let it happen again.
0: Yes, I am all about the forgiveness and the grace. Because if we beat ourselves up, then we're going to vibe more negatively, and it's going to attract more negativity towards us. That's when you're like, you you slept on the wrong side of the bed, and then the alarm goes off at the wrong time, and then you're late, and you, you know your car doesn't start. Like it's a cumulative effect if you mm. start anything or even throughout your day, if it starts at lunch and negativity and you don't let that go, then that follows you throughout your day. And so my whole thing is like, okay, it happened. Let me let go of that. I always do Taylor Swift dance, shake it off. And then I go, (laughs) okay, like how can I get myself into a more positive mindset and positive mood, even though this, you know, shitty thing happened or I did something, you know, that I'm judging as not good enough or incorrect or someone perceive, I perceive that someone happen to me or my computer just won't turn on. You know, there's always these little things that are going to come up. So how are we handling it to move on to the next? And mine is just like, dance it out. Get it out of my body. Like. <laughs> I love it. That song is like, it's such a great song to dance to too. Right. I mean, it's, I mean, it is like, I think my playlist, it's always at the top because the the phone, like the Spotify, all the things are like, you want to listen to this. And I'm like, how did you know? <laughs> All right. Well, um, let's talk about self-care. I know that you, like me, are a big smoothie gal. We made lots of smoothies in Puerto Rico. And last time you were on the show, you shared some recipes and I know you're a runner. So how do you schedule your self-care and what does your self-care routine look like these days? You are such a smoothie queen,
1: like that. What I wish I could go back to that day over and over and over again because, like, your combo was so magical. <laughs> Thank you. We did make some good ones. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, honestly, my my, um, you know, self care routine and everything is very very similar to what it has been. I mean, I've made small tweaks here and there. Um, We got a Peloton bike, which has been, you know, a lot of fun to incorporate that into my workouts. But um, my self-care routine in the morning is, is pretty on point with like I wake up, well, now I've got I've got my walk with Gus on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then um, I have different workouts that I rotate in. I love getting my workout in first thing in the morning. I just feel like for me personally, it really boosts my energy levels. It, it helps me feel great. I feel like I've already accomplished something so huge like first thing in the morning, which really helps with momentum throughout the day. Um, and then I'm doing a shower, ton of water to rehydrate. And then my smoothie, which I'm still absolutely loving.
0: Yay. And
1: um, I've I've actually really upped my game in the vitamins and supplements area, um, which I think has probably been the biggest change. Um, I don't know if I was like in denial before or what, but... <laughs> <laughs> my, I, I'm not getting any younger. Um, and so I've, I've really kind of taken, um, I've embraced uh, like the supplements and stuff that I take in the morning, um, use all a part of my smoothie actually, which is great. I just feel like so efficient when I drink my smoothie because I'm like, I'm getting all these great nutrients. I'm getting all of my supplements. Like I feel just great after I drink it. You know, I don't feel like stuffed and tired and all this other stuff. Um, and then like a shower, you know, This might seem like a silly thing, but I've turned a corner with actually doing my hair, which I Uh was kind of in a habit for a long time of just getting out of the shower and throwing it up in a bun. Um, It's kind of magical what doing your hair can do for (laughs) – (laughs) For your day. I don't know. Your hairs always look so great, Allison. So you've probably been onto this way longer than me. But um, (laughs) do you find that too?
0: Yeah, I I think um, when you have an aspect about yourself that makes you feel good, when you double down on it, it really helps. So like I love hair and nails. I'm just that Mm. girl and I always have been and not everyone loves that stuff. But I love doing my hair or straightening it or curling it or giving it a nice blowout. I love doing my nails. It just makes me feel like I am presenting my best self to the world. And I know it's all about inner beauty and I do agree with that. But sometimes you need the outer beauty to give yourself an inner beauty boost. Sometimes you need the inner to give you an outer, you know. So I'm I'm all about whatever makes you feel good. So yeah, I love hair.
1: Yeah, and and most of the time like I'm not even seeing anybody else. Like I remember when I very first started doing this, John was like, "Wow, you look really nice today." Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, yeah, I did my hair." <laughs> For the first time in who knows how long, but yeah, I mean simple stuff like that that I've added to like my personal care routine. Um I feel like it's really made a big difference and you know, I also think that just, you know, kind of being like cooped up in the house a little bit more than usual, like actually putting on an outfit helps now and then. (laughs) Um, So there's, I don't know, I guess like maybe to some people it's kind of silly stuff, but for me, it really has just helped in like my confidence, my mood, um, just how I carry myself throughout the day. And, you know, you were saying earlier, just like the energy that follows you throughout the day. Um, you know, that kind of stuff has, has really helped me stay, stay positive, honestly. Food Heals Nation, what interferes with your happiness?
0: What is it keeping you up at night? Is there something preventing you from perhaps achieving your goals? I understand, you know, with the pandemic, our lives have changed dramatically over the next few months, and we are living in times like we have never seen before. So that's why I want to talk to you about BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your needs and actually match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can connect with your therapist in a safe and private online environment, which is so convenient all without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room or even drive anywhere. You can start communicating in less than 24 hours. This is professional counseling. So you can send a message to your counselor at any time. You'll get thoughtful and timely responses back. Plus you can even schedule weekly video or phone sessions. What I love about BetterHelp is that it is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available so you can get the help that you need. The service is available for clients worldwide and there is a broad range of expertise available which may not even be locally available in many areas. And... BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches. So if you don't match with your therapist, it's very easy and free of charge to change counselors if you need to. So get licensed professional counselors at your fingertips who are specialized in depression, anger, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleep, trauma, grief, LGBT concerns, self-esteem, family conflicts. Anything you share is completely confidential. This is convenient, professional, and affordable. So I want you to start living a healthier, happier life today. As a listener of Food Heals, you'll get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash pod. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, H-E-L-P betterhelp.com slash foodhealspod, P-O-D as in podcast. So join over 1 million people taking charge of their daily mental health. And you can even check out the testimonials placed daily on their website to make sure this is a fit for you. Go to com forward slash pod for 10% off your first month. Betterhelp.com slash foodhealspod, P-O-D. Okay. So the new show is called Ditch Busy. What will we find when we listen? And yes. it's not that new, but it's newer. <laughs> yeah.
1: Thank you so much for that. I've like... Ditch Busy came to me randomly when I was laying in bed one night and it was just one of those things where I was trying to think of like what's something that almost everybody struggles with, myself included, and I feel like that's time management and Mm. really actually getting to a point where you feel like you are in control of your time and so much of it, like there's so many mindset shifts that have to take place, I think, to start this journey. And so I thought, w- what better way than a podcast for me to share some of those like mindset shifts, to share tactical tips, strategies, things that people can do on a daily basis that really make a huge difference and not With the end goal of just like mastering your time and never having to think about it or work on it again, I fully acknowledge, um, you know, myself and in everything that I put out on the podcast that this is continuous work that we have to you know, be checking in on and um, improving every single day. You know, I still call myself out all the time for this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But my goal is that it becomes a lifestyle change, not just a change in like what you do when you first wake up or, you know, any of that, because it's not just about like being more efficient in business or getting more done. It's about actually being in alignment with how you're spending your time based on how you want to be living your life. And that is kind of seems to be the biggest disconnect that, you know, honestly, I've seen for myself and that I've seen from so many others that I chat with. We all have this grand vision of like what our perfect day looks like or what we want to see most in our lives or how we want to spend more time with our families, eat dinner with our kids Um, you know, be able to pick our kids up from school, be able to take our dog on a walk whenever we want, be able to travel whenever we want, be able to spend time with friends and, you know, all these magical things that we want to happen in our life, but how we're spending our time on a day-to-day basis is not in alignment with that. So I really try and talk about You know, ways to get in alignment so that the actions you're taking every day, you can not only feel great about the way that you're spending your time, but you actually feel like you have time freedom.
0: Yeah, so let's dig deeper into that cuz I think a lot of people struggle with and especially during this pandemic is finding the the means, the finances to create more time freedom cuz it feels like well I can't create that until I get to here, right? And then so how do I get to here? While well, I'm getting to here, like this, you know, finan whatever it is for each person, that that they declare that means I have financial freedom, which means I have time freedom. There's all this stress and overwhelm that goes into that. And we've talked a lot of tips today about how to get there, but talk to me about your passion for achieving that financial and lifestyle freedom. And like, what are some steps that we can take?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of it is just having clarity around what that means for you, because I feel like financial and lifestyle freedom is different for everyone. Um, some people might feel like they'll reach financial freedom when they have $5 million in the bank and other people might feel like they've reached financial freedom if they're generating $60,000 a year running their own business so that they don't have right. to be out in nine to five. So I think the most important step is getting really clear on what that is for you. And embracing that, not feeling bad about it, not feeling like it needs to be bigger or better or anything different than what you want it to be. And then once you have that vision, you know, it's time to really take a look at like the micro goals in your business, in your personal life, in your relationships, in your health and wellness. Like, how are those goals? How can you, how are they in alignment with? your definition of financial and time freedom and lifestyle freedom. Because if we're sitting, spending our time working on these goals that really have nothing to do with the vision that we hold for financial and lifestyle freedom, what's the point? That's when we find ourselves getting frustrated, spinning our wheels, feeling like we're not making any progress. And so it's, it's really from an overall standpoint, clarity and, All too often, we think that we have a vision in our mind for what we want that to be, but we never put it on paper. We never remind ourselves of it on a daily basis. We never check in with ourselves to see if we're making progress. And all of these things are so critical to helping us get to where we want to go. So on a daily basis, I mean, I think it looks like having that visual reminder, having it written down somewhere, checking in with yourself. And and when you're feeling stressed or overwhelmed, like you have too many things to do, actually asking yourself, like, do I even need to do this? Like, should I be saying yes to this? Or should I be saying no based on what I want to see in my life and how I want to be spending my time? Because you are the only one in control of your time. Nobody else is saying yes or no to the things that you have on your schedule on a day-to-day basis. These are all choices that we get to make. And so when you can set every single day up to be actually spending your time the way that you want to be spending it, knowing that the things that you're working on, the to-dos, the tasks, the projects are ones that are actually getting you closer to your priority goal right now, and that all of those goals fold up into you having that financial and lifestyle freedom. It's not going to happen overnight, and it, it might take a long time to get there, but you need to start asking for support from the people around you. You need to start surrounding yourself with people who have similar visions and goals as you and you need to start holding yourself accountable on a daily basis to taking actions in pursuit of those goals and that vision.
0: Oh, my gosh. You have given me so many ideas, and I'm so excited. I have so much to say. I hope I remember it all. Okay. <laughs> so first of all, clarity. Oh, my gosh. This is the secret. Let's just talk about that. This is the secret, in my opinion, to lifestyle freedom. Here's why, because. I am, and I know many people out there listening are this too. We have so many ideas. We're so creative. We want to do
1: all the things, Mm -hmm. right?
0: And we're good at all the things, or we can learn how to do all the things. And then we focus on 20 things instead of just focusing on one at a time, getting it done, making it amazing, and then moving to the next, right? That's why it took me like five years to write a book because I was doing 50 things. And then I sat down for a couple of months and I wrote the book and then I finished the thing right and then now I have something tangible that's a result of that but that was because I got real clear I said here's what you need to here's the map that I need to get there did it and then it materialized right because I wasn't doing 45 things at once so I think the clarity that you said is the key and then like I don't know if you do vision boards but I just I've always been too perfectionist in my head to do a vision board. So what I did was I took my my bedroom door and I started printing out things that I wanted to achieve in March. So at the beginning of COVID, when I had more downtime, I was like, I'm making this vision board. And Kate, I can't even tell you. I look at it today and I'm like, well, that happened. Well, that happened. Well, this is happening. And I'm like, that is awesome. Because I got clear. Mm. And not only
1: did you get clear, but you reminded yourself on a daily basis of what is most important to you so that when you do have those distractions or those shiny objects that come your way, you can shove them to the side with confidence and feel empowered to say no to stuff.
0: Yes. Okay. Let's talk about saying no. So, and saying yes, when it's important, absolutely say yes. Like there's a whole thing about say yes to every opportunity. It's like, well, you know, (laughs) not every opportunity is worth your time, right? So we're trying to create freedom here. And it's like sometimes saying yes to things that are, are, uh, you know, low value or are going to serve the other person and not necessarily you. It's okay to say no and not feel guilty about it. So I I do a quick intuition check. Someone goes, hey, do you want to come on my show? I go, will this give me value? Yes or no? My first answer, my instinct is always correct. Because even if I get guilted into doing it, I always am like that was a waste of my time, whatever it was. And I'm not trying to be bitchy, but it's like, we have to take our time back. We have to take control of what we say yes and no to. So trust your intuition. If someone asks you even to go out to dinner, what does your intuition say? Do you have time for that? Is this someone that you love spending time with? And it's a mutually beneficial relationship where you get as much as you give? You know, And so it's like saying yes and no has become so important to me. And I've gotten much more comfortable with saying no, where I used to feel like I had to say yes to every opportunity or every party invitation. And now I'm like, thank you, no. Thank Mm -hmm. you, no. You know?
1: Yeah. Yes. I love that. I'm a huge, huge believer in intuition. One of my best pieces of advice that I've ever received is trust your gut. So I'm totally there with you. And if it's okay, I would love to offer just an alternative for people who might not feel super comfortable in that space right now, but it's absolutely something that they could work towards. Is that okay? Yes, please okay. do. Okay, so because for me, I mean, this is really something that, I'm, that I really made for myself because when I found myself in situations like that, Allison, just like you said, even though my intuition and my gut was telling me don't say yes, don't say yes, don't say yes, I would still say yes. And you know, <laughs> no it was, pleasers. yes, absolutely. I was stuck in that. Like, oh my gosh, I feel so bad if I say no. And what if the person doesn't like me? And what if they think that I'm coming across rude? And I had, I had so many excuses for why I was saying yes. When in reality, I knew that I didn't want to say yes. So I'm like, I've got to come up with a system for myself. Like I can't keep doing this because then the thing would come up and I'd resent, like, the person or the thing when, in fact, it was my fault for saying yes. Right, And right. then I'd just, like, spiral and be mad that I was spending my time doing that. And, like, <laughs> you know, like you said earlier, that puts you just in, like, such a negative space. So what I do now, if if I can't truly come up with an a immediate answer that I feel great about and I'm not having that, like, internal battle with myself as I'm thinking about it, mm-hmm. I always say, Thank you so much for this opportunity, for this invite, for whatever, insert whatever it is here. Let me just check my calendar and make sure that I can commit to that and I'll get back to you. And what that does is it gives me the relief of not having to provide an immediate answer and it also allows me to really give it like fair time to consider whether it's something that I actually want to do or not. Because... So many times when I was saying yes, I was only saying yes out of the pressure of being in front of that person. Mm-hmm. And so once I'm able to remove myself from that and really – and and I'm not saying that all the time I just go back and say no. Like sometimes I do go back and I've considered like – is this valuable? And, you know, done kind of like what you were talking about, Allison? like, will this provide value to me? Can I provide value to this other person? Like, is this a win-win? And if it is, I go back and I say yes. But if it's not, you know, then I have kind of an easier way of saying like, you know what, I checked and I just have these other commitments that I'm 100% dedicated to. And, you know, it, it's just not me to like give it 50%. So again, I really appreciate it. It's just not possible for me right now. And that has really helped me like step into saying no.
0: I really, really appreciate that. And it's a really good way to respond. Like, yeah, let me check my calendar and I will let you know. And to give a no with a really caring response, like I can't give you my all. And I really, you know, I, I would love to provide value or help you in any way that I can. But at this time, I can't give you 100%. And then they're like, okay, I understand.
1: I mean, people will respect that. And if they don't respect that, then perhaps they're not like the right people to have in your circle, period. Like if somebody can't respect your no, then that is a relationship check. (laughs)
0: Mic drop literally. This happened to me yesterday. Girlfriend said, Listen, I'm gonna be in town for one night. I want to go out to dinner on this night. And I was like, I am on a deadline and I cannot do it. I love you. Let's FaceTime, you know. Mm-hmm. I cannot commit to that. And she was like, I totally understand because I'm on a big deadline and that is where my priority is. And I would love to see this person. Um, but she comes all the time, by the way. Um, <laughs> but, um, but I, I physically could not because that will throw me off of meeting my goals. And so for me, that's a no. That is self-care for myself because I would love to go out. But guess what's going to happen? We're going to have a long dinner. We're going to have drinks. Next morning, I might be tired, unmotivated. So that one dinner is going to take a lot of more time than I have right now. And so I have no problem saying no. And she had no problem receiving the no.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, excellent example. And I love how you were thinking about not just the fact that you were going out to a dinner, and which would be easy to be like, oh my gosh, it's like a couple hours of my night, totally I can make that happen. But it's not just the couple hours that night because you know that the dinner is going to go longer. And then, like you said, you're staying up late. Your schedule's off. You go to bed late. You don't sleep that great. The next morning, you're not like super motivated. So these are like the types of considerations that when you start setting more realistic expectations around how much time it's actually going to require of you to dedicate to something like that. And hey, don't get me wrong. I've had plenty of those nights where I'm like, this will be so worth it. I have the time. Yeah. I want to spend the time. Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> of course, let's do
1: it. But you just have to be honest with yourself about that.
0: Yes, I am with you 100%. So I love this conversation. I'm so excited for Ditch Busy. Is there anything else that you want to share with us from the podcast or any more tips I haven't asked you about today?
1: Oh my gosh, I'm just so grateful to have had this convo with you. Like, it's just so refreshing. I loved it. I hope that those tuning in have found a lot of like takeaways and value and brainstorming ideas and things that you can consider for your own day to day. And, you know, just remember, like, check in with yourself. I mean, nobody's perfect at this. Myself, certainly not perfect. This is constant improvement. This is something that we check in with every single day that we continue to improve upon, that we ask ourselves those questions about what went really well today, what didn't go so well, like how can I prevent those you know, no-no situations from happening in the future. And we improve. We don't beat ourselves up. We don't get down on ourselves for not accomplishing everything that we wanted to. We look at it as a learning opportunity and a way to be better tomorrow.
0: Absolutely. And I will reflect back to you that I, although I know you're not perfect, you are the model of this and you have been since I've known you, you've been teaching this, you've been preaching this, you've been living this. And so if anyone listening really wants to understand how to implement this into their life, definitely check out Ditch Busy. You know, I remember Kate, I took, um, let's see the first time I took, so Kate does a beautiful systems training, um, or systems training talk, I would say, for conferences and and workshops and things like that. So the first one I took was on the cruise, implemented a few things, not all of them. Then I think I took it again at, I don't know, Podcast Movement, PodFest, who knows, a bunch of different places, implemented a few more things. So it's like, I didn't change my business overnight due to Mm -hmm. Kate Systems, but I did a little bit at a time to get me into a better place than I was 5 years ago or whenever it was that I met you, right? And so it's little changes. Just like the food, you know. When when I help people transition to plant-based, most people some go overnight, but most people don't go overnight. It's letting go of one thing at a time, feeling a little better, being like, "Oh, now I can do more," getting excited, "Hey, this works. Now I'm going to implement step 2." You don't have to change your life overnight to make incremental changes that will change your life eventually and get that lifestyle freedom that you want. And I know that you're the person for all of these things.
1: So beautifully said. Thank you for that.
0: You're welcome. All right. Ditch Busy. It's on iTunes, iHeartRadio, all the places. Where can everyone follow you, stock you, find you online? Absolutely.
1: Everything places. that we do kind of as an overarching business is over at eofire.com. And I love my Instagram. So if you want to head over and uh, connect with me there, I am at Kate L. Erickson.
0: Yes. I love your posts. They're so fun and they're so beautiful. And I don't know. I I love it when I see them and I always comment and like
1: right back at you. (laughs) All
0: right, Kate. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you. Who else wants a free fresh bottle of olive oil shipped straight to their door? 323com That's getfresh323.com. You'll get your free bottle and you'll pay $1 for shipping. Getfresh323.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals.